It's the period between Christmas and New Year. So, you're probably just sat there rolling around on your back, smashing chocolate into your legs and filling your footspar with Baileys for a luxurious soak. But won't you spare a thought for the publican this Christmas? The poor publican scowling at his customers, saying things like, It's all right for you. I'm the only person in the world that has to work on Christmas Day. And to top it all, I've even got a bit of a cold coming on. Can you hear it? I've got a bit of a cold coming on. That's ridiculous. It's not even literally cold out there. Why, of course, I don't get any sympathy. Last night I tried to get sympathy off a big fat man. Big fat man, I said. Why do you plague me so? All I want to do is go to bed. Dude, he replied. It struck me as an odd thing for a man his age to say. I am literally paying your wages right now. And not, not indirectly through taxation like a policeman. I am literally handing you money that you can draw from your business in the form of taxable wages. Instead of sympathy, why don't you go and suck a Christmas dick and choke on a clump of New Year pubes, you pissy-nickered infant? But I'm all sniffly, I sobbed. Why are you all being so mean to me? Hey now, replied a young man whose pleasant face made me kinder to him than I was to most other people. You look happy to see us all year round. What is Christmas? The time when you show us what an ungrateful piece of parasitical shit you really are. You don't, you don't understand, I sobbed helping myself to a large slug of Calvados and stuffing bags of 50 peas into my pockets. I've, I've got the hardest and most difficult life in the world. Log, replied everyone in my pub in unison. You have fallen into the classic landlord's trap, where you feel like you have to justify your position as a drug-dispensing leech by pretending that you work really hard. There is not a landlord on the fucking planet who doesn't bang on about how fucking hard they work. So if you want us to leave, we will. But know this, we will be going to the pub around the corner. And so it came to pass this Christmas period that I said, No, no, please stay. I really do want your approval, and to a lesser degree your money. And we all lived happily ever after. My point is, this is my point that Christmas has disrupted the regular features recording schedule. We've all got our own excuses to not be able to do it, but to be honest, I'm so wrapped up in my own shit, I haven't paid attention to anything that anyone else has said for about six days. So this is a bunch of clips, chosen by followers of our Twitter account. And patrons, rest easy in your festive sockings, we won't be charging you for this one. Think of it as a Christmas present. A Christmas present that we made you pay for earlier in the year. God bless you all. Now it's time. My regular feature. Ooh. Hello. Is, is that right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. no, go on, go Who's on. been away? Me or Try you? Again. Okay. It's not. It's just a thing I happen to say very frequently. It's not, <laughs> it's not a thing. Of, not a motto or a dictum. Guys, I feel. Do you feel sad? I'm. I feel alright. I feel pretty sad. 
Why? I don't know. I like feeling sad sometimes. You are wearing jogging bottoms. Yeah, I've been wearing these all day. <laughs> I'm feeling apprehensive now in case I'm going to feel sad soon. You might feel sad because I encountered a sad story oh, no. and I'm going to recite it to you. It's actually a very sad story. Is it real? Oh, God. You're, you're... This is a real story. You, you actually sniffed just then. Are you, are, you, are you tearing up thinking about it? <clears throat> I've got a cold as well. <laughs> oh, cool. Only because I'm so sad. And when you're sad, you your immune cold. system <laughs> is weakened. Um, Big Bird did an AMA. The man who plays Big Bird did an AMA on Reddit. As Big Bird? Which is an ask me anything. People ask him questions and he... But was he as... He wasn't Big, Big Bird, no. Oh, right. he, he was just the man who played Big Bird. Okay. I like Big Bird, but he cannot fly. Thank you. Nice. Brilliant. Thank you. He yes. did that before, did that we, before started we started recording. Oh, why did you dob him in? <laughs> we did that before we started recording, but I left it exactly the same amount of time that I thought about it last time yep. yeah. before saying it. And I would never make you respond as though you were responding the first time to you. I thoroughly <laughs> respect the fact you grasped me up that I made that up, that joke up five minutes No, ago. I'm very glad that it was worth it because I regretted that you weren't recording the first time you said it. <laughs> and I said, it's okay, I'll say it again in the podcast. <laughs> you didn't say, it's that's okay, I'll grass you up. So, this is not this a relationship is... built on consent, Steve, is it? <laughs> Carry well, on. Tell me if you think this is a feature because what I've done is I've, <laughs> I've just... Copied one of his responses. Okay, and it's a it's a story I'm going to tell you, and I've added one mistruth to it. Okay, Ooh. and then I want you to tell me where that mistruth is, and it's called sad mistruths. <laughs> sad mistruths. <laughs> okay, okay. This is him writing now. This is a very sad story, but it's real. I got a letter from a fan who said his little boy, who was five years old, his name was Joey, he was dying of cancer, and he was so ill, the little boy knew he was dying. Oh, fucking hell. So the man in his letter asked if I would call the little boy. He said the only thing that cheered him at all in his fading state was to see Big Bird on television. You made that up. The only thing that made him happy was wanking his boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst watching Big Bird on television. <laughs> So once in a while, he wouldn't see Big Bird on some days because he wasn't necessarily in every show. So he asked, could I telephone him and talk to the boy, tell him what a good boy he's been? <laughs> I'm tearing up, actually. Oh, this. no. Uh, so I took a while to look up a phone because this was before cell phones, and they got a long cord to bring a phone to the boy. And I had Big Bird say, hello, hello, Joey, it's me, Big Bird. So he said, is it really you, Big Bird? Yes, it is. I chatted a while with him. I can't look at you. Yes, it is. Why have you decided to do this? It makes you so sad, you fucking idiot. <laughs> God, Jesus. This chapter last week, which you accused of being too emotionally raw. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put a hand on you. Steve's actually crying right now. <laughs> Don't, Steve, because I feel really bad now. <laughs> I know, I know that in this situation, if anyone showed me sympathy, I'd break down like a mess. So I'm going to put my hand on Steve's shoulder. Oh, Steve! <laughs> if you want to hug at any time, Steve. I'm afraid if I hug him, you'll die. Steve, I want you to know that I love you, and yeah. it's fine. Hello, Steve, it's me, Big Bird. <laughs> I'm Big Bird! Do you want me to read out the rest for you? No, I can go on. I won't cry, because I'm not a pussy. <laughs> Log's crying now. Oh, I'm just having an allergic reaction to all the schmaltzy piss in this room. All right. I chatted a while with him, 
about 10 minutes and he said it's <laughs> 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 like one of my best friends crying has never been as funny as this <laughs> I'm glad you're my friend Big Bird <gasps> and I said I better let you go now he said thank you for calling me Big Forever. Bird you're my friend oh. you make me happy and it turns out that his father and mother were sitting with him when the phone call came and he was very, very ill that day. Oh. And they called the parents. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally laughing at Steve crying. For the reader's benefit, Steve has his head in his hand. <laughs> oh. oh, next feature. Fucking <laughs> hell. Right, we'll come, we'll come in. Are you okay? That was just so much more sad than I expected it to be. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I didn't even get to the bit I made up. <laughs> fucking did you? Oh. Out of interest, what was the bit you did make up? Oh, it just... Bit about Big Bird's dick. Big Bird's dick came out of the receiver. It's so much sadder than that. Right. Maybe oh, I should, I don't do you want me to read it? Yes, and I think that's what we'll do. We'll just give it to Gav, and Gav, you read it as arseholiciously as possible. Alright. Oh, maybe. You think you can do it? This is my favourite feature you've ever done. <laughs> so, so, so open. Oh, I'm so pumping sweat as well <laughs> out of your eyes it's not sweat when it comes out of your eyes Steve it's called tears oh, yeah, maybe, it would be funnier if Gav read uh, the rest of it <laughs> uh, it's not going to make me cry is it okay here we go he said thank you for calling me Big Bird you're my friend you make me happy and it turns out that his father and mother were sitting with him when the phone, phone call came and he was very very ill that day and they called the parents in because they weren't sure how long he'd last fucking hell Steve and so his father wrote to me right away and said thank you Thank you. He hadn't seen him smile since October, and this was in March. When the phone call was hung up, he said, Big Bird called me, he's my friend. And he closed his eyes and he passed away. Wow. And I could see... As, as parents at that stage, I'd feel like I wasn't taking a big enough part in the kids' Oh, you'd be like, what the fuck did Big Bird say to him? What did she say to him, Big Bird? He was recovering. <laughs> he was fine before he got on the phone. He like whispered some like Japanese death roll to him. <laughs> <laughs> and his brain exploded. Oh Jesus Christ! This oh, is a, such a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> you picked up quite nicely. Now. <laughs> oh my God! And I could see the why say the children can be very important. And he said, "We haven't seen our little boy smile in months. He smiled as he passed away. It was a gift to us. Thank you." <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Just leave that bit out. <laughs> No, read it. Read the made up bit out. <laughs> yeah, because people are going to think you're the sweetest person ever, and they're about to think you're disgusting. <laughs> and then the boy opened his eyes <laughs> and said, I am alive now. Big Bird, Big Bird brought me back to life. And his father turned to me and he said, What have you done? <laughs> this is not my son. 
This is an abomination to nature and an affront to God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And he, and he picked up the heart rate monitor and raised it above his head and brought it down hard on his son's skull, killing him instantly. And that was the best direction I've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and in, an insight into the creative process, though. Like, it was over 15 minutes ago when you said, what's a heavy thing in a hospital? And I came up with heart rate monitor. So it took you 15 minutes to write, and that was the best direction I've ever had. <laughs> Hey, that was amazing, watching two people uncontrollably at the extremes of emotion while they read a passage. Like, I was crying, but I wanted to point out that I was crying because I was laughing so much. <laughs> and you were crying because the thing that you know was really sad, you decided to read out. That got to be more than I expected it to be. Uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Because uh, I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do I have any regular features? Well, I just listen to this. Thank you. Some of you may or may not know, or some of you definitely know, that Gav has just been on a date. This is why I'm struggling here. There's roses and pints by my chair. How many pints he's got? <laughs> he's got like three pints and some roses. And some I gave some change. money to buy me them. Like, not because I wanted the, this guy here. Like, <laughs> not because I wanted people to go, oh, look, someone's bought him drinks, but because I wanted to drink them. Okay. So just to be clear, <laughs> I'm not that fucking lovely. Uh, <laughs> yet. But those of you who listen to the podcast will know there's a thing recently where a chap tried to crowdfund his um, successes of, of finding the perfect match in the world by... Um, chap is really nice. It's a nice word, isn't it? Like, but, uh, bellend. <laughs> Chapped bellend. <laughs> Chapped bellend. It ended up with a bit of a furore involving us and Gav. And, oh, we thought we'd kind of twist it around and try and make some more money for charity by having, instead of one person going on 13 dates uh, with different people, we'd send Gav on 13 dates with this at the same time. You so really misphrased that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Can I suggest something like, you should adjust that because there's no way you're going to keep this up. Well, I just want to look at you while I talk. It inspires right. me. So Gav went on a date with also, 13 people. Also, you say we. We organise this thing. Mm. All right, so I have very I little to do with this. I was kind of playing on the fact that if you're doing something for charity, you can really get away with an awful lot of things. Yes. So I just signed up Gav to have a date with 13 people simultaneously before doing a live show. Mm. Uh, but everyone paid some money for charity, so it's fine. But... Um, <laughs> What Gav didn't know... <laughs> what Gav didn't know was I thought I'd kind of try and give you a little bit of your own medicine to a degree, and I'm not sure how well it have worked. But I thought, like, you know, you often just spend a lot of your time going out of your way to try and cause people grief for no apparent reason. So what I did was I gave everybody on the date yeah. a little secret mission, something that they had to maybe try and do throughout uh, the date and so they'd see if they'd get away with it. You know something strange during the date? Well, other than the fact there was fucking ten men <laughs> trying to suck me off. There, were, there was one bit, and I, I won't say what it is just in case it spoils your thing, but there, yeah, there was a couple of things that... <laughs> a couple of strange things happened. The thing is, though, like, I don't... Like, obviously, the people who came on the date are really, really nice people, obviously, but... Um, if, if they say something weird to me, I'm just going to, in my head, go, oh, that's lovely, that's really nice. In my head, going, what a fucking mental. <laughs> like, you told me that somebody said it was their first date ever, which is both heartbreaking and beautiful. Aww. Well, yeah, he said, where is, is he? Was that a fucking lie? No. 
All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's his first date, but he's also married, so I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> so you didn't go on a date, but you're married to him. It's like the longest one-night stand ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice. You're fucking wife, man. <laughs> Show a little respect. Unbelievable. If later. Okay. <laughs> so first off, first off, Martin. That wasn't one of them. No, that wasn't one of them. See, I've That's done. a really lonely man. <laughs> With a wife, he loves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going very well. He's slagging her off just now. I love oh. this. I should start telling you. I should oh. just start telling Gav that I'm doing this about everything in his life, just to sort of yeah. sow this seat of like distrust in your life. There was like a Truman Show thing going on. So you, you like, gave these people missions. Yeah, I did. So on Martin, date with Gav. Martin Rawcliffe, Cliff. Martin Rawcliffe. <laughs> All right, that's that's him then. <laughs> Man in sense that I, I misread his name. Uh, your little mission during this was to try and accidentally sit on Gav's lap or get him to accidentally sit on your lap. Did you manage it? I did indeed. You did. I have photo evidence. Photographing evidence of you sitting on Gav's lap that didn't appear to be too. Can difficult. I? Can I just say? He was meant to accidentally sit on it. He went, do you mind if I sit on my lap and take a photo <laughs> on your lap and take a photo? <laughs> like, oh, yes. I don't failed. know about that. I don't think actually, I no, he, no, to be honest, he did say, do you mind if I take a selfie with you? And I went, yeah, I mean, you technically own me till six o'clock. <laughs> do whatever you want. Then he sat on my lap and I did think, that is a bit odd. <laughs> but then he did pay £10 to come drink a pint with me, so yeah. I don't know. Well, Simon Lee, actually, whoever, Simon Lee, Hello. you had to try and take a selfie with Gav, but then that you weren't then happy with, and then proceed to ask for it to be retaken a total of five times. <laughs> Damn it, brilliant. How did you not notice this was bizarre? Oh, you should see the photo. <laughs> <laughs> because he, you fucker. <laughs> because he took a selfie and I was like, but the, the people asking to take a photo of me is fucking weird enough anyway. <laughs> that he just went, oh, I took a photo, and he went, oh, that's shit. <laughs> and then, but then he said, oh, I'll take loads. So I don't know about that. Did you deliberately close your eyes on each one? Oh, no, my eyes were closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm afraid of what it is because some of them I really liked, and now I'm thinking, will they just pretend to be my friend? Your whole life is a lie, Gav. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, didn't no. get my actual girlfriend in on this, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, that would have been a good idea. Eight months ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that later. The long con. <laughs> uh, Philip Kinchington, your mission was to tell everyone at the date that your name was Ruth Benson and that you travelled all the way from Crewe. That didn't fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly easy. Are you fucking oh. kidding me? You brought fucking flowers <laughs> and chocolates, but you couldn't tell everyone your name was Ruth Benson. <laughs> we also had a thing where this, like, uh, the the guy who was obviously running the place came over and was like, "Are you guys having food tonight?" But he was like the most smartly dressed person to the point where Luffy were like, "Fuck." Uh, Matt's organised a stripper <laughs> and he kept saying oh that's a really nice waistcoat but he's not wearing a waistcoat <laughs> oh I should have ordered you a stripper that would have been brilliant yeah but that's money taken away from the cause surely <sighs> Ross Kennedy was tasked with convincing Who's Ross? Gav Ross you were tasked with convincing Gav that the mean nature of his features in the podcast are caused by a malevolent spirit and they then offer his services to remove this spirit in exchange for payment. That didn't happen, Ross, you didn't fucker. Uh. Look, look, in my defence, I was so taken by the date that I just forgot. Sometimes we can get swept away in the moment and forget that we... Swept away in love. ...that we want to get rid of ghosts for money. Okay, Sam Rose. Which one's Sam? Hello, Sam. 
Um, convince Gav that you are a professional badminton player. Nope. At the point at which anyone makes a saucy pun about shuttlecocks, behave as though you have genuinely never heard anyone do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you fucking pussy. Why didn't you do that? I bought the ticket like an hour before we went on the date. Sam, I don't want to hear you, mate. It's a shame. It was an easy one. It's too late for that, mate. George Conway. Try and convince everyone else on the date that you are a conspiracy theorist. I told them that the pub we were in was owned by Saddam Hussein. That's good. That's really good. What's the thing, George? Just over here. He told it was that was George just told everyone that the pub they were in was owned by Saddam Hussein's nephew. Also, George, you want to tell him where you told me that? <laughs> told him that in the toilets. That's yeah. That's a really hardballing and the conspiracy theorist. Uh, Chris Lees I just got to apologise to Chris Lees because when you first emailed me I immediately went fuck off because I thought you were my brother and you're, and you're not my brother um, but you had to try and get Gav to sign your chest you didn't oh. do it that was a difficult one That's honest, quite I only one. gave you that one because I thought you were my brother <laughs> which was a bit unfair um and finally, what we got? We got James Vokes. Did James, did you make it on the, you did make it on the date then. Fantastic. Because you were worried you weren't going to make it. But I said, this is tricky. Give Gav an actual kiss on the lips with his permission. Because obviously you need his permission. Jesus Christ, James, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't just go around <laughs> kissing men in public when they haven't consented. Fuck. What the fuck, James? I, I did not get to any bases on this. Did that date, happen? So. Well, technically the date's not over. I think he could still achieve his mission right Yeah, and now. I'm pretty sure his wife's going to fucking divorce him after this. <laughs> kiss him. Kiss him. Kiss him. So you got your wife's consent? Uh, you got the approval. Do we have Gav's consent? You got your wife's consent. What's stopping you, mate? These fuckers just have to lie. And I have to... <laughs> <laughs> you're, allowed to you're allowed to put your hand over your mouth as long as you make it extra movement-y. <laughs> we are not... We are on the stage. We're on the stage. It's the theatre. Come on. You can there fake it. Good job. That was hot. So thank you so much to everybody who went on a date with Gav at the same time. I hope it was as awkward for you as it was for him. That was. It wasn't awkward at all. It was actually really, really nice. But now I'm afraid that you're doing this all the time. <laughs> I've always been an evil Because you've bastard. raised a lot of money for this charity. What if you're not... Have, have they given you a receipt? Because I want to see it. I want to see that this money's gone to them. Are you not just paying random people? Actually, initially, it is all just in my bank account, but I'm going to pay out tomorrow, I promise. Good! <laughs> but I will give it to a charity, I promise. I am evil, but I'm not that evil. But okay. anyway, that's the end of my evil feature. That was really good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Girl, I want to make you sweat. <laughs> sweat till I hear your feature. <laughs> and now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Regular? Are you selling rakes now, Steve? And is this what, part of your new racket? And now we're selling ketamine. At this pub. Now the rules are gone. I was doing background machinery noise to make it sound like we just changed location. Steve. What was it? Was it a real thing? Or? That was from Silence of the Lambs? Or was it just something I'm saying now? What? 
Um, I... My feature title is Clear. <laughs> oh, right, that's the title. I will <laughs> not repeat it for you. <laughs> okay, fine. That's the title of the feature. I was just like, was that a, a sentence? But it was a sentence. Can you say the sentence again in the same no, way? No, I will not. I'm bored of saying the sentence. I'm not going to say it again. I will not repeat myself. <laughs> I will not repeat myself to you. Something to do with oh, least of all to you. Oh, God. Something to do with <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. No, because someone said in a recent podcast, in, re- in response to a recent episode, that I did a good sound effect. I don't want either of you to say what oh, it was. God, yeah. I was no. like, there were, oh, is it good? That's, oh, you did a good. <laughs> Shut up, don't do it. It's part of my feature. Oh, God. Um, so I thought I'd do a quiz yeah. in which can you identify what was the real line from Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. and what was it, the one that what I just made up today? Mm. Mm. Well, this will be interesting because I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so I am a prime okay, target for this quiz. Have you seen Silence of the Lambs log? I know there's a line about Chianti in it. <laughs> that's the one. That's hey! the one I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, right. It's the so line. People don't know that Anthony Hopkins had a number of different takes and he did different sounds in that line I heard that Anthony Hopkins doesn't actually eat human organs he was just pretending for that film he put and yeah no he does for that role dorky ante he yeah. pretended to be a cannibal yeah which was that's uh, really impressive because we didn't talk about Daniel uh, Day-Lewis yeah. but fucking hell that's so let me just give you a few okay and you've got to stop me when I say the real one oh. how about that I'll just say I'm going to keep saying fingers that fingers on buzzers okay so <clears throat> you guys this is this is useful now. The fact that our zips are open from the beginning of the podcast, our buzzers can be our little bell bell ends. Apologise. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hubba, hubba! Oh, God! What's happening? <laughs> the set is dissolving around. The laughter that has made long destroy the, the studio. studio. Yeah. Oh, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, right. So, no one's buzzing, no one's buzzing, good. <laughs> I don't think that was real. <laughs> good. I haven't seen the film, but uh, just not... don't think that wow was in <laughs> Hopkins' range. <laughs> he doesn't do that. No, you're right. Okay. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't think it was that one either. No. No. Was he putting one finger over one nostril then and just dragging a line of liver? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Strip. Liver strips. Okay, try this one on for size. I ate his liver (laughs) (laughs) with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) (laughs) It's that one, isn't it? I recognise that one. It's that one. It's the home improvement one. Uh, That's the one that inspired the feature. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you you really can spin gold out of fuck all. (laughs) Oh, come on, this is good. Shut up. I said it was gold. Jesus, what do you want from me? Yeah, but your facial expression said it wasn't gold. What, the broad smile on my face? <laughs> and the, just, the, just the fact that I'm happy to be here with you. That was the broad smile of silver. <laughs> no, I'm not happy to be here with you anymore. 
Do another one. Well, Quickly. I have, re, 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 well, I've got, I have to do the real one to end the feature. Okay, do it. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Is <laughs> 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 it the real one? <laughs> Can I? I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> oh, I can't even finish it. That was my feature. Oh, God, can we just do this for 20 more minutes? <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I ate his liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Oh, it's still funny. It's still funny. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Why do bums? Suddenly explode in my face on your shoulder. Just like me, they long to weave into you. You're listening to regular features. So, my feature this week, because you've had me back, this was this the fifth time? Five times. I think this might be the Maybe fourth or fifth time. Name all of the times. The first time was when I was really nervous at Future and you and Log turned up drunk and decided (laughs) I should be on the podcast. Yes. And the second time, maybe maybe in Spain. Okay, I'm bored of this list now. What's your feature? (laughs) We'll just say it was five. Just say five, yeah. My point is that at some point I'm obviously going to replace one of you. As Gav said, Hmm. one of you might die or... Be put in jail in Gav's Or case. go on a mission. <laughs> or on a mission. Yeah, I think any day now. <laughs> As in, I'm like going. a religious mission. Um, to the moon. Religious mission or space mission? Space yeah. mission. Okay. Any of those eventualities, I'm obviously going to be asked, but I've got to prove my credentials. So, mm-hmm. what I've got is a feature um, that covers all of the major regular features styles. Oh. Uh, so goes through each member of the podcast along a single theme, but shows, you know, how I'd, you know, fill that role That's if it good. was gone. Okay. I like this because it's flattering. So it, uh, it puts a mirror up to my favourite well, thing. Well, what is a really mean thing? <laughs> what I, what I started with was, well, Gav's the easiest in because he's just mean to people, as we've talked about. Uh, so well, so uh, no, yeah, you are. So this is so. What's what I've done is like um, <laughs> I thought about you know your most famous mean moments, and I came up with the magician, as okay. we talked about. Mm. It's really good, good how everything's tying in. It together. is. And I thought, what's like a magician, but worse? Wizards. It's mimes. So I emailed a mime. Did um, you actually email a mime? Well, I Facebooked a mime. Fuck, this is so good. I, I Facebooked a mime. He's going to have her jobs. Okay. <laughs> Not happy about this. Uh, the page was called Mimes Be Like. <laughs> mimes, <laughs> be mimes Be Like. like. Mimes, mimes Be Like. Mimes Be All Like. And then yeah. just the word silence every time. <laughs> he doesn't do that, but oh. I'm assuming he would be. That's so, really funny. Mimes Be Like. So I emailed him and said, All right. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Be Like. Mate, 
I love some of those mime tricks, but one's just twisted my nut and I need some answers. I saw a guy in the town centre pulling on a rope, but there just wasn't a rope anywhere. <laughs> so if you could just tell me how that guy could make it look like he had a rope, I'd be really happy. Do you have to practice with a real rope and work your way down through smaller and smaller threads <laughs> until you can do it with none? Is there a practice string? A nun-sized rope. <laughs> if it helps, the guy I saw had a moustache and I think he was called Charlie Wonder. <laughs> Is it his trick? Sorry to waste your time. I just really want to know. So that's why I sent him. <sighs> Amazing. Did he reply? He never replied. Oh, fuck uh, off, Joe! Never replied. So... For a typical but, intern, you know, but, doing half the job. Well, <laughs> but but why wouldn't he reply? Oh, because he only speaks in mime. I thought the sound of silence. I thought that it was time for some journalism. This is the Matt, Matt section. Lee's part of it. Do you get it? It's all connected. It turns out that Mister Be Like is actually a gospel mime artist called Keonti Vixen. <laughs> After a, bit of, after a bit of research, I discovered that gospel mime is a new way for Jesus people to enjoy the message of the Lord. <laughs> a real act of God, if you will. Nice. The most well-known gospel mime artists are Keith and Carl Edmonds, twins who perform under the title K&K Mime Ministry. A website called Gospel Innovation describes their act thusly. When you combine refined God-given talent with a continuum of the freshness of God's anointing, watch out, run, devil, run. Clearly, the some... devil's going to shit himself because you're when silent. He and sees it's creepy. me. He only sees me <laughs> pretending to be in a box. Clearly, something is going on here. But what? Then it hit me. I didn't actually know what mime was. I had to dig deeper. Oh, he's always digging deeper. Mime evolved from the medieval practice of mummery and became a major live art form in the early 20th century. But what does it involve? No talking at all. Is this why Mister Billike wouldn't reply? I quickly discovered that mime had a profound effect on silent film comedy, with the likes of Charlie Chaplin learning their craft on the silent stages of all. Of old shit. I knew what research I had to do next. And now, I move on to the first 100 Charlie Chaplin films. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Charlie Chaplin one. Two, The Great Dictator. Three, The Grated Dictato. Four, A Woman of Paris. Five, A Man of Paris. Six, A Dog in Ghent. Seven, A Herringbone Jacket in the Shop, which is itself in a shopping centre. Eight, Hitler's Affection. Nine, Charlie Chaplin Origins. Ten, Strong Arm a Banana to Fly at a Farmer. Eleven, Underwater Charleston. Twelve, Has Anyone Seen My Mouth? Thirteen, do fuck off Buster Keaton. Fourteen, limelight with Buster Keaton. Fifteen, global anaesthetic. Sixteen, the one where Charlie Chaplin is in Friends. Seventeen, I refuse to acknowledge my own child, but everyone still thinks I'm great. Eighteen, dinosaur town. Nineteen, dinosaur town two, Pregosaurus. Twenty, dinosaur town three, he keeps fucking dinosaurs. Twenty-one, cream. Twenty-two, Americans think I'm English, the English think I'm American, I am the nowhere man. (laughs) Twenty-three, mortal combat annihilation. At this point, I got bored and moved on to Steve's feature, at which point I sent all of this to the European Parliament or something. The end. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well done, Joe. That's my feature, and I feel like I've, you know, all of you 
you know, I'm here. You could pick up the mantle. I could, I could do it. Yeah. Whatever a mantle is. Exactly. The top of a fireplace. I could pick that up, no problem. At what point did you decide to do that? Was it when you tried to be me and then realised that they weren't going to I decided I was going to do something for all of you okay. and then I found out that the mime I'd emailed was a weird mime for gospel churches. Wow, so that was all and real, I... the gospel mime. Well, how? So that was fucking true. All the gospel mime stuff is true. Okay. Shut up. Gospel mimes are a real thing. I didn't Matt, make yeah, that up. Yeah, Matt does some bullshit with his research. <laughs> Matt's, bullsh- Matt's bullshit is true bullshit. <laughs> when you were reading it out, I was like, fuck, Joe's well good at writing. <laughs> that all sounds real. Yeah. But it's still really it funny. Real. <laughs> Fucking hell. That, oh was, yeah, that was great. How dare you turn up and show us up by being the best again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. I did want to do something proper for Steve's, but it was about an hour before I had to get the train and I thought I'd put in enough research. So. Well, that's usually when he does his features, so it would have been perfect. That's true. <laughs> Regular features. Regular features. Recently, been helping Stuart move out of the house we used to share. A bittersweet time. But Is he I'm moving into a pub as well? He's moving into a pub, but not the pub I live in. So we're getting closer. It's like if, thematically. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like Uno. You've got to get the number and the colour. <laughs> You're like swing and a miss, box. <laughs> you did the Royal Oak. <laughs> But now moving into a pub means he can teleport to any other pub in the country. <laughs> Fast just, travel. Just like Uno. But yeah, moving out of the house involved me going through all the shit that I've hoarded. Like, you never realise what a hoarding fuck you are until you see a cable and think, there's no way on earth I'm ever letting this cable go. Yeah. Could be an important cable. It's the one that works on the printer. It's always the way, isn't it? Last place you look. Anyway, one of the things I found um, was a book, <laughs> a few CDs. You really are a hoarder. And, uh, <laughs> the people on the Reddit are going to go mad for this one. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> like just listed things that he found. Uh, Quantum Leap DVD. Uh, no, there was a, a Heidi High series one and two. <laughs> bin bags. <laughs> bin bags. A couple of bin bags. Of stuff, and but I also found a sitcom that I wrote when I was 16 years old, Excellent. and it was called The IT Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this gets me actually because the second sitcom I wrote when I was 18 at university uh, was called The Malud Life, and it was about four judges that lived together in the attic of an opera house, and they were their enemies. Because they were men of the law of God. Mm. No, but the men of the law of man. Their enemies were four priests who lived together in a cottage. Fuck you, Graham Linehan. You <laughs> stole my antagonists and made them into one of my favourite sitcoms. Uh, that. That, bode, that bodes well for this sitcom. This other sitcom. That I don't think anyone who's 16 years old is <laughs> ever going to write anything worth reading. We don't know. I saw I'm sorry, sorry. sorry, we've got some very young readers. And I'm sure that they're lovely people. But I don't want to read a fucking word they've got to write. <laughs> I want to yeah. read tweets yeah. that they write. <laughs> yeah, so all of your opinions. Just, you, yeah, you've got to give it another 10 years. Yeah, stick, As stick, a little... stick to the farting, because honestly, that, that will stay with you throughout your whole life. You can hone that. I saw the other day that you can go on holiday to the house where Father Ted was filmed. Like, it's on Airbnb. Let's spend our Patreon money on going there. Mm. It's in Galway. It's an island, Steve, not yeah. Galway, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, sorry, it's getting those two places confused. <laughs> 
Do they have us like a camera up a pole from the angle of that f- opening sequence where they're all waving, so you can have the waving at the camera thing? They should. They should do should. that. It wouldn't yeah. be that hard to yeah. do. How hard is it to install a camera up a fucking pole? <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> anyway, so I, what I did was <laughs> this sitcom. I I don't have a digital copy of it anymore, but what I do have is this printout, and I hadn't learnt at all how to format scripts. It's dense text in a very dense. non-proportionate font and printed on, you can just see from the edge of the papers that it was printed on spooled paper on a 9.LC10 oh, yeah. dot matrix printer. That's not, yeah, it's not, it's not fixed with. I've hand punched the holes in it and then you can see each one is actually reinforced by one of those things oh, that you oh. do. So I really intended this to be an artifact <clears> for the ages and I've never read through it since I was 17 years old. And you haven't read through it before we started recording this episode? No, I honestly could not bring myself to open it up and look at what fucking balls I wrote. This is like fucking storage hunters. We don't know what this is like. (laughs) We just say this isn't like a put on either. Everything we just said is actually true. Not like when we say, oh, is this one of the storylines from Black Mirror and... It's really not it's something you yeah, it's the, yeah. This is actually. Oh, God, like, yeah, guys, we're being totally serious with you right now. Log did not read this. <laughs> no, I honestly didn't. <laughs> let's break it down, guys. Let's, 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 let's get, get real. serious for a minute. Fourth <laughs> wall's coming down for a moment. I've, I found it, well, in my parents' house a couple of years ago, thinking, oh, I know, I'll go another. I'll probably um, I don't know, have a look, type it up. And I read the first paragraph, the first page, and thought, I felt such mortal shame. Can you read that for us? Please. No. Well, I'm no, not, you've got to read the first oh, paragraph. What first. Is it? Okay, let's, let's have a look. What's it that. called for one? Well, first of all, I've got a narrator saying, Welcome to the first ever episode of Penty. <laughs> <laughs> that is someone who does not know how to fucking tell, not show. That is, <laughs> show, not tell. That is someone who's going to be writing letters pages for the rest of their life. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> The first ever episode of what I'm sure will be a long-running series. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, what is the, what is the, what's on what the first page? Penty? There's a lot of text on the first page. I would be no, no, on the very first page. Oh, it's just, a, it's just a, it's just says Penty. It's a cover in a big font. A company, uh, a company sitcom starred arrangement in six parts by Jonathan Bly. Oh, you wrote Jonathan? <laughs> I know. So I was, also, I was trying to fight against Log at this stage in my life. I was trying to be respectable. And a comedy sitcom as well. Comedy sitcom. <laughs> comedy situation, comedy. Involving situations. Style arrangement. I was going for the overwordy bullshit. Uh, and each episode is named after a different sitcom, because I really loved sitcoms. There's a, oh, oh, a bit of a do, watching bread. Constant Hot Water, which I don't even remember as a sitcom. Wow. And That's Love, which was the first sitcom that made me realise that you could have... A, a, the core relationship in the sitcom could end and you could still carry on the sitcom because they, at the end of the first season of That's Love, Jimmy Mulville broke up with his wife. Oh, what are they called? Constant this? Hot Water, one of them. Well, can you imagine the difference? It's about probably about rented accommodation okay, and one of the right. sellings, uh, B&B, and they've right. got Constant Hot Water so you don't have to wait for it. Yeah. But you also imagine that with some of the scrapes they got into, they were in Constant Hot Water. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. got the double meaning of that. That's good. I didn't yeah. know that. And I think the theme tune went in constant hot water. What's on the what's on what's on the cover? On the spine it says so much good stuff. Stop looking at all the bullshit surrounding it. I want to read the actual script. No, it's good though. This is handwritten. Well, okay. If you want to read it, 
Steve, you get to shuffle through to a random page <clears throat> and we will read that fucking page and my heart has never sunk lower than it feels right now. Why? Okay. You were 16. Oh, yeah. Why don't we read some of your poetry, Gav? Your poetry about tits when you, <laughs> when you were 12. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll bring it in next week. So this is a scene... Interior day, old costumes. <laughs> I can't believe I knew about interior days at that age. You did. <laughs> um, I shall be revenue, and you can be Costwick. Gab. Excellent. Can you read that from there? Costwick. I believe so. What the fuck was Costwick? In its laundrette state, the inland revenue are visiting. Costwick is dressed in a sack. <laughs> the theme backstage being farming peasantry. What Costwick. The- I remember what Costwick is now. It was a joke because. Wick is another word for penis. Cost. She's a brothel, madam. Oh, I'm a lady. Spells out her job. (laughs) Mrs. Costwick. Yes, yes. Hey. I'm (laughs) what? Yes, yeah. She was a kind of a vulgar. She was. I wanted her to be played by Miriam Margulies. (laughs) So she'd go. Yes, yes. Hey. (laughs) Let me try that again. Yes, yes. Hey. I'm from the inland revenue. Are you just love? Yes, my name is Jack Letzel, but you must call me Revenue Man. (laughs) (laughs) You're so red right now, love. (laughs) We've been looking into your accounts with interest, vigour and growing concern. (laughs) You're a successful laundrette, but with profits greater than the entire Sketchley's chain. What Sketchley's? Sketchley's used to be a profit, uh, used to be a laundrette, didn't it? a dry cleaning service. Oh. Ah, <laughs> no! <laughs> and yet you have no employees. He gets all nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that was in square brackets. I it was in square brackets. Yeah. <laughs> How is this, Mrs. Costwick? Brackets, without leaving pause for an answer, he shouts, Answer me, woman! <laughs> um, where are we? There you go. Looking at the cameras, though, to say, Get her, ducky. <laughs> she emits a Frankie Howard as, Ooh! <laughs> oh, I can't fucking breathe. You turn out to be a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's all I do. For that. <laughs> no, you come in. You got know, you right. a couple of more woo-woos down okay, here. <laughs> I'll just read this last bit then. Uh, putting his briefcase onto the counter, this is revenue, it hits the red button, starting the transformation in the background. Oh, the okay. The laundry is trans- into a brothel. Yes. Like an old um, prohibition bar. <laughs> I, I think I got the idea of from an advert for apples in which they took the piss out of a Bugsy Malone style prohibition bar. <laughs> Just then his glasses dropped to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh blast, I can't see a thing without my glasses. I've got Whilst Revenue Man is fumbling on his hands and knees for glasses, like Thelma from Scooby Doo. <laughs> In uh, case you didn't get that from the fucking <laughs> thing that he just said. Costwick notices the changing scenery. She stops filing her nails and reaches over to press the red button again. The metamorphosis occurs once more. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, like, I think when I was writing this, I was... Why am I putting this cut level of shit into the comments? It's like I'm trying to impress the man reading it. This is good luck. Fuck you. It's better than some of the stuff on BBC Three. 
<laughs> Restoring normality as Revenue Man rises, replacing his glasses. Woo-hoo! Anyway, Mrs. Kostwick, I'm here to inform you of your liability for a new tax aimed at people just like you. <laughs> here is your bill, £5,000, payable by this evening. And if you do not pay, by God, the consequences for you will be... Dire? Dire. Yeah, there you go. Uh, brackets, as he says, dire... He thumps the desk, hitting the red button. <laughs> he leaves without noticing the transformation. <laughs> that was a random page, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. We got reason for that. Come on. Oh my skin! Is slackening. slackening. Turn to tip. Random yeah. page. Randomise it. Random. Oh, that was too dark. Oh, this is it's too dark humour, yeah. It's <laughs> too dark. Right, this page is just a handwritten page. And it's called The Top Gear Replacement for for Star Trek Shit Skit, Episode 3, Page 5. What? <laughs> what the fuck is I this? I don't remember doing this. <laughs> this is oh, this is atrocious and must never be read by human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, unfortunately, <laughs> the prophecy didn't come true. <laughs> Fucking hell! There's a lot of okay. So, <laughs> at, least the, at least you you were never immodest, were you? That's oh, you, that's not even part of it. That's a different bit. That is, I think. I can't, okay, never immodest. You that's, were never that's arrogant. Not, okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just the negatives there. So yes, it's kind of just rolled over. You me. always have that. That self-defeating self-deprecation <laughs> that you carry with you through life. Okay, here we go. Let's read this bit then. <laughs> do, you, do you? I guess you don't remember the name of the... I remember there was a, a young girl in it who I insisted in the notes should have all her lines dubbed by a, an old man because I hated children in sitcoms and also, what a whimsical joke that would be. <laughs> right, Steve... <laughs> You're going to be Opal, I'm going to be mad. Okay. Mad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, someone called mad about she's crazy. <clears throat> Interior, evening, the Penty Lounge, epilogue. Mad surveys the mass of wasted bodies. Only Opal and Chiffon are still conscious and are passing the urine sample bottle between them. It is quarter full. Get your tits out. Oh, <laughs> am I? Is Opal a girl? Probably. I guess so. <laughs> what? Hasn't Houdini eaten them yet? <laughs> She gets her tits out of the snake case, which is back again. <laughs> which is back again. <laughs> the birds have healed and the snake is motionless. <laughs> okay, I love that we're coming into this blind. <laughs> oh, Houdini's dead. That really caps it all. You two might as well have these. She hands the tits over. <laughs> the lesbians cheer rowdily again. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot all about Tessa's tasks. I'm going to put my skates on. She gets out the second task card and reads it. Task two, prepare a fish dinner. Laughing, looks like I really will have to put my skates on. She holds up two fish to can laughter. Freeze on mad laughing. Look, this is fucking amazing. I want this to go into production. <laughs> well, that's... That, oh, my God. I like that. The, the, like, there's a narrator. I don't know what to make of it. I've forgotten I was so advanced as to write lesbians, and maybe 
what was seemed to be going on was there, there was that I'd that lesbians like tits the birds, not tits the lesbian part of the body. <laughs> this is this is this bit is good. Moving caption. In this episode, two lesbians were portrayed as bull dykes. This is merely a stereotype. Not all lesbians throw peanuts at each other, and most have a full set of teeth. <laughs> For a more proportionate portrayal of female homosexuality, watch Emmerdale. <laughs> or better still, go to a gay bar. Try it. You might like it. Fade oh. out. <laughs> that's... that's... What? How was I 16 and writing that? I'd never been to a gay bar. Fine, Kansas. Oh, sorry. Uh, don't, don't you were going to tell us about going to a gay bar at 16? No, no, you, Steve, I insist. I was going to say more broadly that if I came across a 16 year old writing like that, I would be sure he would grow up to be a fine landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Steve, you, you, I first met you when you were 18, didn't I? And your writing was already. All right. Aww. Aww. Can we read one last one? I've got a binder one? of my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we read one last one, Steve? Yes. We're... Oh, there's three people actually, Lord. You can read as well. Oh, God, okay. So, interior. So, you're going to be John. You, you, No, you can be John. I'll be Julie. You're Fernley. I don't know any of these names. That's good. Interior day, class 69's classroom. So, <laughs> can so you imagine? Good. <laughs> can you can imagine a class number that high. The, actually, I'll be John, you be Julie. Because you do a better girl's voice than me. The teacher is reading James and the Giant Peach by Roald Dahl to the class. The bit where the sharks are. <laughs> I know what bit I'm already meant. It's a bit where the sharks are biting the bottom of the peach but the teeth can't get around it. Yeah. That's the, I always call back to that fucking bit. I'm not, I'm my, it's my, such my, a my, strong mental image. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it or another bit of another book <laughs> do I write that in there yeah <laughs> Junior is sitting next to a girl his newfound sexual knowledge serves to shock girls and impress boys so John this is me and you Steve to the girl seriously where am I yeah, yeah. to the girl seriously I've got a penis what I have and you've got a vagina. Shh. It's true. Ask Miss. I'm trying to listen. I can have I can't have multiple orgasms, but you can. You're dead lucky as orgasms are good. <laughs> Putting her hand up. Miss Fernley. Oh, is that me? Yeah. Yes, Julie. John's talking dirty to me. What has he been saying? Getting agitated that she should have to say it too. That I've got a vagina, he's got a penis, and that we both have orgasms. She sniffs and sobs lightly. John, you will go to the headmaster's office and tell the headmaster just what you've just told Julie. I will not tolerate such filthy lies being <laughs> spread around my classroom. John adopts his old stance of the resigned victim and trudges off to the headmaster's office. What's going on there? Okay. He goes. Sounds like something out of the Beano. <laughs> <laughs> With orgasms. I was like, I have a penis. I have a penis. Log, that wasn't bad at all. I thought it was really good. Well, the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a bit. The next one's got. Um... Well, now you want to bloody read it. Well, that's just got a minor bird saying wet farts in it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought that would be funny because of its uh, it being shit, but. It was... It was alright. It was and now it's not even funny. Yeah, that was fucking awful. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for selling it for something that was worse than it was. Well no, you didn't know what it was gonna be like. No, no, it was a fucking it, yeah. Pandora's shit. shit. 
I want to take. A, I definitely want to take a photo of uh, this. Must not be read by human eyes. <laughs> the red. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, you're back. And here's me with a mouthful of chocolate Santa. Well, what a lot of nice clips that was. I'll be honest. I'm not sure what the clips were at this point. So let's just say I enjoyed Gav being Gav, Matt being Matt, and Log doing Steve. Happy 2016. Before you go, if you want to make it hurt more when we do free clip shows, why not become a patron? It really does make us like you more, even if we find it hard to express that in tangible ways. And we're doing live shows on January 11th and the first Monday in February, which I can't be asked to look up in a calendar right now, but I think it's either the 4th or the 7th. And if you haven't rated and reviewed us on iTunes yet, why not? It really does make a difference. You might say, what kind of difference? I'd say... I don't know, but every other podcast says it, so I don't see why we should not. And all the information on how to do that is on the right-hand sidebar, at Regular Features. And that is a web address with a dot between the regular feature and the ES. It's really very intuitive, it's very, very simple. There's no way on earth you could get that wrong. Just go to Regular Features on the internet. And if you want to hear more me without them lot, listen to episode 64 of International Waters, where I am on it, 